It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I hope you had a great weekend. Better than never, I'm here. Welcome into the show, Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. It is Monday, April 24th. One day after my 35th wedding anniversary. Yeah, I am that old. Happy anniversary, darling Jamie, my sweet angel. She's not listening, but, you know, I, I'm going to get points because I'm going to tell her that I said it later. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open, 502-384-1450. 384-1450 to join in on the conversation. Thornton text line open as well, 502 414 1450, looking for an icy cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction. Thornton's is the place to go. Right now, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller, only 89 cents. That's right, 89 cents. You can get that out of the floorboard of your car. At least I can. So come in today, grab a fountain drink from Thornton's, and hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502 414 1450. Technical difficulties are part of the game here. But we're commercial free today. Oh, completely? So I don't I have no breaks? No, you you you're going straight till one I o'clock. Got, I got forty six minutes to kill. Oh, wow. you can do it, man. I have faith oh, in you. Oh, I can do it. I'll sing, I'll talk movies. I got so sick of sports over the weekend. Gary Clark is the other voice, by the way. I got so sick of sports over the weekend that yesterday I watched and I'm not proud of this, on Turner Classic Movies, starting at 6 o'clock yesterday evening, The Goodbye Girl with uh, Richard Dreyfus, Marsha Mason, Young Quinn Cummings. Great movie. Neil Simon movie. Fun movie. Old movie. From the 70s. I guess that's old. Then I watched Superman, 1978. I had seen that probably, it's 45 years old. I probably haven't seen it in 40 years. But there are people in there that you forget are in that movie. Glenn Ford plays uh, Clark Kent's Earth father. A spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, he passes away early. Marlon Brando as... uh, it's his father, isn't it? Kel Al, the, uh, the his father in at, in on uh, Krypton. Susanna York, uh, at the height of her game, by the way. Um, uh, who played uh, the head of the Daily Planet? Jackie Cooper, child actor Jackie Cooper, as Perry White, the editor of the Daily Planet. Uh, terrific movie. I mean, look, it's dated. It's 1978, I think. So, I mean, you're not going to get the greatest special effects in the world. Is is Christopher Reeve really flying? No, he's not. Can you tell he's not really flying? Yes, you can. But that's okay. For its at its time, it was it was groundbreaking. Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor. Gene Hackman had a mustache at the time. He had won an Oscar. In 1971, I think, for French Connection, he had this big old afro and a mustache. He didn't want to shave his mustache off. He got tricked into shaving his mustache off to play Lex Luthor. 
Ned Beatty, fairly young Louisvillian Ned Beatty, as the bumbling sidekick of Lex Luthor, Otis. Valerie Pride. Remember her, Gary? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, is correct. That is exactly how you answer that question. Remember Valerie Pride? Oh, yeah. She was fantastic as Miss Tessmacher. Christopher Reeve was third in the opening credits. He played the title role. He was third in the opening credits. Marlon Brando, Gene Hackman. Oh, yeah, Christopher Reeve as Superman. Crazy Margot Kidder, who went loony later in life. No offense. We we all have our moments. As uh, Lois Lane. All right. Pretty good. But... Look, it, it it doesn't hold up. It doesn't. But I enjoyed it. And then Batman was on right after that. Which, not, ver- which version of not Batman? Not the Batman, all right, which was Robert Pattinson's recent. This is Turner Classic Movies, Gary. Not Adam West, all right? Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, the Tim Burton version of Batman. Michael Keaton. Jack Nicholson. The great. Jack Nicholson as Jack Napier slash the Joker. Jack Palance had a great role as a bad guy. Billy D. Williams as Harvey Dent, the uh, guy that's going to clean up Gotham City. Uh, Robert Wool as the uh, Knox, the uh, uh, newspaper reporter. And hello, I'm going to say it again, Kim Basinger. Oh, yeah. Kim Basinger and prime Kim Basinger as Vicky Vale. And the Prince soundtrack. Remember that? The Prince soundtrack for Batman. Great. So I went three and a half hours last night of watching movies I had already seen years ago and are definitely worth a rewatch. That was the weekend because I got so tired of NBA basketball. I was done with NBA basketball. NBA has been, playoffs been great. They've been great. I was ready for something else. Sometimes you just got to reset your mind. Go do something else. All right, it's NFL draft week. These teams are now on the clock. And now you can start believing what you hear. You can believe what they say. For the last three weeks, four weeks, I didn't believe anything. Anybody, anything any GM or scout said, you don't believe it. Because these teams are trying to trick each other. They're trying to trick each other. I'm going to tell everybody that I like this quarterback because I don't really like this quarterback, but maybe somebody will trade up to take this quarterback and leave me this other quarterback who I really do like. Bryce Young is going to be the number one pick of the draft by the Carolina Panthers and head coach Frank Reich. That's the only thing we know. That's what's great about this draft, which starts on Thursday evening. The only thing we know, Carolina is going to take Alabama quarterback Bryce Young with the first pick. That's it. That's it. Houston's got the second pick. They don't have a quarterback, right? They don't have a quarterback. They're probably not going to take a quarterback. Maybe Will Anderson, the uh, edge rusher slash linebacker from Alabama. Maybe Jalen Carter, whose stock has dropped because of personal issues, but he can still play. 
He's still a tremendous defensive lineman. Maybe they do take a quarterback. C.J. Stroud feels like his stock is dropping. The Ohio State QB. Arizona's got the third pick. They don't want the third pick. They've got a quarterback who they're paying a whole lot of money, who's injured and may not be ready for the start of the season, but they can't take another quarterback. Can they? They don't want this pick. Trade down. Get a couple of picks in the first round. Find somebody who really likes a quarterback that they don't think they can get in their draft position. They're out there. There are teams that are out there. Seattle at five. Atlanta at eight. They can get a quarterback at five and at eight. Can they get the quarterback they covet? And who do they covet? The Colts have the fourth pick. The Colts are in a pretty good spot there. Because the Colts would be fine with C.J. Stroud if he drops to four. The feeling I get and the feeling that a lot of the media people that I've listened to get that know a lot more than I do are that the feeling is that the Colts really like Will Levis from Kentucky. Really like him. And they hope somebody does trade up to take C.J. Stroud ahead of them. So then they can take Will Levis with a clear conscience. Every mock draft for the last year, for the last eight months, has ranked these quarterbacks, Bryce Young one, C.J. Stroud two, and then depending on who you like, Will Levis or the kid from Florida, Anthony Richardson, three and four. It appears the Colts like Levis. But the Colts don't want people to know that they like Levis. They want people to think they like C.J. Stroud. So that somebody will trade up with Arizona or maybe with Houston ahead of them and take C.J. Stroud. Then they have a clear conscience. They can take Will Levis and nobody can complain if he's a bust. Nobody can say, we knew you should have taken C.J. Stroud. Here's the problem with Ohio State quarterbacks and really Alabama quarterbacks. Think about it. Ohio State quarterbacks who've been drafted early. How about Dwayne Haskins? Dwayne Haskins hit a lot of receivers at Ohio State for touchdowns. He was great at Ohio State. He was great. Tua, Jalen Hurts. Those guys were great. Jalen Hurts, by the way, is signing his contract today three years to the day after he got drafted. He's making a lot of green. Here's the problem with Alabama and Ohio State. The wide receivers at those universities are so good that Gary Clark could play quarterback. No offense, Gary. Because you just throw it. One of those dudes is going to catch it because they got a lot of dudes running down the field. They got a lot of dudes running down the field. So as good as the quarterback looks at Ohio State, until we get him at the combine, until we go through the pro day, until we interview him, we're not sure. 
And it feels like in the last few days, C.J. Stroud of Ohio State, his stock has dropped. That's what it feels like. The best thing about this year's draft is we don't know what's going to happen. We have no idea what's going to happen after the first pick. With the second pick in the draft, the Houston Texans select, I have no idea. Maybe they do take a quarterback. Maybe they take C.J. Stroud. Maybe they trade the pick and go down and still take a quarterback. Maybe they take Will Anderson of Alabama, best athlete in the draft, question mark. Maybe they go defensive lineman. Maybe they want an offensive lineman. Nobody knows what Houston's going to do, and Houston, to their credit, is being very, very quiet about it. Everybody knows who the Panthers are going to take. Everybody knows that Arizona wants to trade down. Everybody knows that the Colts are going to take a quarterback at number four. By the way, the rest of the top ten, Seattle is five, Detroit is six. Las Vegas is seventh, followed by Atlanta, Chicago, and Philadelphia. I love the draft. I tell this story all the time. I was on my honeymoon in Hawaii, and I turned the draft on on Saturday at 6 a.m. Hawaii time. And my brand-new bride said, what are you doing? Well, I got to watch the draft. Why? Because it's on. Because I want to see what happens. My wife always knows it's our anniversary week when I start talking about the NFL draft. Once again, happy anniversary, dear. We had, uh, we had city barbecue Saturday night. That was our big uh, anniversary meal. I had the Nashville hot chicken. Gary, oh my gosh. Chicken tenders, Nashville hot. Well done, city barbecue. Thank you. That is a free endorsement. Got a new one by my house right there on Popolova Road. Mm. The drive-through is long, but it's worth the wait. All right, uh, no breaks, really, Gary. No break. Are you, am I? Or can I take? Can I try one? Can we try one? Or do you not want to do that? I don't want to take any chances. Okay. I'm sure you have something else up your sleeve. Don't forget. Uh, here, here's a commercial. Let's do a commercial. Um, You can listen to Kentucky Roll Call every morning, 7 and 9. Nick Roush, TJ Walker, Scooter Dingus uh, behind the glass. I like to call it Idiots in the Morning. There it is. My new little jingle for KRC. By the way, the KRC boys will be on the backside of Churchill Downs starting Monday next week. Uh, They'll be ringing the show live Derby Week from the backside. Nick and TJ. You ever been backside? I have. I go all the time. I get a, I do get a press credential for the Derby for Derby Week, and uh, I love to go out there at like six o'clock in the morning. It's great. Hang out, watch the horses work out, uh, just see some people I haven't seen for about a year usually. Wednesday and, and uh, Thursday always the busiest yeah, day. Absolutely. Uh, you got you got one. I don't know what day they have breakfast out there. Uh, maybe Wednesday, where do you have breakfast at Millionaires Row? Anybody can go and. Uh, yeah, I love it. I love going to the backside. Love seeing the some trainers and and the, seeing the horses up close and personal and and uh, all the media back there. Of course, it's it's fantastic. Yeah. Well, since you have a, a media pass, I yes. guess you get some of the um, 
the goodies that they hand out back there? Um, I don't know. I didn't last time, but I didn't really look for them. So. Oh, they have. Um, I have a couple of nice jackets. Oh. From back there, I only, when I used to work on the backside. Did, did they give those to you, or did you steal them? No, let's, they let's gave them to okay. us. Okay, I yeah. just wanted to make sure. Yeah, they also gave us. Uh, want to make sure I wasn't working with a felon. They gave us some well, and spirits he, here's too. Here's the new thing, and this ha- this started happening either last, maybe since COVID. When you uh, show up, everything's all inclusive. It's all inclusive on Oaks and Derby Day. So it, I show up, I go to the media tent right there near the grandstand. Uh, to the media room, and all you can drink, all you can eat, knock yourself out. Now, am I working? And I'm air quoting here. Am I working? Yes. Uh, allegedly, I'm working. But, I mean, I'm betting horses. I'm having a good time. And uh, if that comes with a little bit of imbibement, okay, I'm not going to go overboard. Now, they'll, I don't, make, they'll make their money back on you. Sure, sure. And I'm not speaking for TJ or Nick or Scooter, those guys. You know, maybe they have to crawl out of that place when they're done. I don't. They're also going to be joined by um, EJ Clark. EJ will be uh, – I love EJ. Yeah, he's uh, – I see EJ he, once a year. It's he knows co- a lot about sport this horse week, racing. Yes, he does. This week coming up, I'll see EJ. I'll pick his brain. I'll find out who he likes, and I'll probably listen. Uh, but, yeah, EJ's great. And, uh, again, KRC, the boys, will be uh, coming to you from the track next week. Um, Wednesday of this week and Thursday, by the way, the Bats have early games in Iowa. Iowa City, they're taking on the Iowa Cubs. Uh, 108 is the first pitch, so I will not have a Spears on Sports Wednesday or Thursday. But on Wednesday – We'll have St. X Trinity Baseball right here on the Big X, 6 o'clock on Wednesday evening. And the Mike Rutherford Show, which will be on between Bats Baseball and the St. X Trinity Baseball game, will come to you live from Trinity's baseball field there in St. Matthews, behind the old bowling alley there in that park uh, off of uh, Shelbyville Road, on Shelbyville Road. A great facility. Uh, It's about three years old now. Uh, you can hit a home run up there onto I-64, maybe hit a truck or a car as they go by. Fantastic. It's, you know, target practice. And uh, Mike and I will be together, I believe, from about 4 to 6, um, talking whatever whatever he wants. Look, it's his show, right? It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Trevor Kelsey will be uh, at the studio adding commentary as well. I'm just there for the fun. I'll be there with Mike. If he needs me to talk, I will. But uh, for the most part, the Mike Rutherford show will be live from Trendy's baseball field on Wednesday after Bats Baseball and before Tony Burke and I bring you St. X and Trinity Baseball on Wednesday. So there's my commercial, Gary. How'd I do? Not bad? A plus. Oh, man. You're too kind. Too kind. All right, the NBA playoffs – I said I got tired of them, and I did, but I'm back. There are two more games tonight. It's just when you have four games a day, and I know you want these, you want the playoffs over by July. I get it, but when you have four games a day, it's just it's a little too much. It's a little too much. Uh, the big news from the weekend: Dylan Brooks got ejected after he tried to get in the head of LeBron James. How'd that work? Not well. Steph Curry called a timeout that he didn't have yesterday and almost cost the Warriors game four 
against Sacramento. And Giannis Antetokounmpo, after Miami drilled Milwaukee in Game 3 and took a 2-1 lead in the series, Giannis, the Greek freak, will play tonight uh, in Miami in Game 4. Big game that uh, Milwaukee probably needs to win here. They're the number one seed in the East. Um, Miami got really tough news. Uh, Victor Oladipo, who's dealt with injury after injury after injury, the former Indiana Hoosier, tore his patella tendon in his left knee as he was going up for a layup um, on Saturday. He is done, obviously, for quite a while, but definitely for the rest of these playoffs. Uh, Miami leads that series two games to one. And game four tonight, 7.30 on TNT. Milwaukee is a six-point favorite. They, uh, I just saw it at seven, actually, over at the uh, winner's, winner's circle. So it's going up because Giannis is now expected to play tonight. Remember, Tyler Hero's out with the broken hand. Oladipo is now out. Jimmy Butler took a hard fall in game three. He's expected to play tonight, but he was banged up. He was banged up. The other game tonight, 10 o'clock, Memphis and the Lakers. There have been two series so far that you don't want to miss any of the action. One of them is Sacramento and Golden State. It has been exceptional. And the other is Memphis and the Lakers. Um, you know, because of, A, it's the Lakers. Everybody, you know, it's LeBron. I get it. But when Dylan Brooks tried to get in the head of LeBron James, didn't work out too well. Lakers won Saturday night, 111 to 101. Um, LeBron scored eight points early. Dylan Brooks got kicked out of the game in the third quarter for, how do I put this delicately, um, making contact with LeBron in the nether regions. How's that? Is that delicate? He hit him in the junk. There you go. That's what happened. Hit him in the junk. Didn't talk to the media afterward. If you're going to be the bad guy, if you're going to be the villain, then you have to accept that. You have to get into that role. If you're an actor, uh, if you're Robert De Niro, and they say, hey, you're going to play Jake LaMotta. We need you to lose weight. Then we need you to gain weight. You got to dive into this character. He did. He was great. Did he win an Academy Award? He might have. He should have if he didn't. Dylan Brooks has got to jump into this character. You want to be the next Draymond Green? Then be the next Draymond Green. All in. You talk to the media. You don't shy away from the media. You're the bad guy. You wanted this role. You wanted the spotlight on you. Guess what? It's on you. And it did not go well for you when the spotlight hits you in the face. You are the third best player on your team, maybe. John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., then Dylan Brooks. Or maybe Desmond Bain and then Dylan Brooks. He averages 18 points a game. He's a good player. He doesn't have to resort to these antics. But he did. He dove in. He called LeBron old. He said, I don't respect you until you put 40 on me. Is that his age or how many points he scores against you? Because LeBron's 38. Maybe if he puts 38 on you, you'll respect him. He poked the bear. When you poke the bear, 
the Bears going to do one of two things, walk away or destroy you. To LeBron's credit, he didn't take the bait. He didn't. He said nothing but complimentary things after Memphis won game two. It's a good team. They played well. They played better than we did. We got to do better. He didn't address the Dylan Brooks nonsense. And then after game three, when LeBron was asked if he made a statement, I'm too old to make. I don't need to make a statement. Have you seen my career? I'm okay. We won the game. That's all that matters. He didn't care that Dylan Brooks got kicked out of the game. He cared about one thing and one thing only. We're up two games to one with another home game on the horizon. They are four-and-a-half-point favorites tonight over the Memphis Grizzlies. John Morant, he was back. He played great. He scored 45 in game three. It just wasn't enough. I kind of like Memphis tonight. I like Milwaukee, even though the spread keeps getting higher and higher. With Giannis back, with Oladipo and Hero out, and with Milwaukee down 2-1, it's a desperation mode for the Bucs. I think they roll tonight in Miami. But I kind of like Memphis tonight. Here's the question. Which Anthony Davis shows up for the Lakers? That's the question. It's simple. It's to the point. Anthony Davis, game two, 13 points, eight rebounds. That's why they lost. He had 31-17 and 17 in game three. That's why they won. The Lakers with, Le- with uh, LeBron James on the court are minus in this playoff. They're minus. They've scored fewer points than they've given up. When Anthony Davis is on the court, they are plus double digits in this series. LeBron James, one of the best players in the history of the game. Anthony Davis is the difference in this series. Not Dylan Brooks, not LeBron, not John Morant, not D'Angelo Russell. Anthony Davis. When he plays great, when he plays well, the Lakers are probably going to win. Here's the problem. He doesn't always play well. Charles Barkley nicknamed him Street Clothes because of how many injuries he's had and how many games he's missed. Maybe Kawhi Leonard should be named Street Clothes. So game four tonight, my picks are going to be Milwaukee and Memphis. There you go. Uh, Gamble at your own discretion. All right, uh, Philadelphia closed out Brooklyn on Saturday, 96-88. Without Joel Embiid, they didn't even need him. Brooklyn has now lost 10 consecutive playoff games. Scooter, I'll, I'll talk to him about it tomorrow. He was right. He, Brooklyn had no chance in this series. They couldn't even win a game without Joel Embiid on the floor. Um, so Philadelphia advances. Embiid, who had the, the, the uh, sprained knee, will now have extra time to come back because they're probably going to play the Celtics in the next series. Boston beat Atlanta last night, 129-121, to take a 3-1 lead in that series. They go back to the TD Garden for Game 5 where they hope to close out Atlanta. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum had 31 apiece. Uh, Trey Young was great for Atlanta, 35 points, 15 assists, but not enough. And then there's the DeJounte Murray bump of the official after the game. Bump or contact. Did he walk into him on purpose? 
The league is going to look at this, and there's probably a good chance that DeJounte Murray gets fined, and there's even a chance they're going to sit him down for game five. If they do in Boston, I would say get your tickets for the Celtics and the Sixers. I hope they don't sit him. It wasn't a, you know, he didn't knock the referee over or anything. They're walking off the court, and he just sort of turned and let the official know he didn't appreciate the lack of calls at the end of the game and gave him a little uh, little nudge. We'll call it a little nudge. Been a lot of controversy in these playoffs. A lot of controversy. Draymond Green, Dylan Brooks, uh, Embiid, Harden got kicked out of a game. A lot of junk punching going on. I don't understand it. It's NBA basketball. How come all of a sudden we want to kick people in the in the groin or or hit them in the groin when we're making a move? And by the way, with replay in the NBA now, everybody sees it. When the dude goes down, crumpled in a, uh, you know, because his jewels were tampered with, we're going to go to the screen, we're going to go to the replay, we're going to look at it. And guess what? If you did it, you're going to get caught. It blows my mind that these great players, some of them great players, are going to this level. James Harden hit Royce O'Neal in the groin on purpose. Dylan Brooks hit LeBron James on purpose. Joel Embiid tried to kick Nick Claxton in the in the man parts on purpose. Just play some basketball. All right, the Phoenix beat the Clippers 112-100 on Saturday. Phoenix now has a 3-1 lead in that series. Kevin Durant hit 31. Russell Westbrook has been great for the Clippers. And I don't like saying that um, because I like how hard he plays, but I don't like how he plays. He takes way too many shots. But guess what? Russell Westbrook has been great in this series. The problem for the Clippers is that Kawhi Leonard is on in street clothes. Didn't play game three. Didn't play game four. Both at home. They lost both games. And now Phoenix goes home with a chance to close out the Clippers in game five. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, and I mentioned this on Friday, has played fewer games since he's been with the Clippers than he has he has missed more games than he has played. He has played fewer games than he has missed. And he's been there for 330 games. So he's missed a bunch. You know, the problem with no breaks is I I can't cough. This is all stamina now, Gary. It's all stamina. Uh, Denver could not close out Minnesota last night. They had an opportunity. Uh, Minnesota beats Denver 114-108 in overtime. Denver still has a 3-1 lead in the series. I didn't understand the trade when Minnesota traded for Rudy Gobert. They got Carl Anthony Towns. He's a he's supposedly a great defensive player. Well, if he's a great defensive player, then why didn't Nikola Jokic score 43 points last night against him? 43, 11, and 6 for Jokic in the loss. Uh, Edwards had 34 for Minnesota, and he said after the game, this was all about not getting swept, and we did it. Basically saying, we know we're not going to win this series. This was about not getting swept four games to none. 
and Minnesota does live to play another day, Denver can close it out in Game 5. And finally, Golden State and Sacramento. This series has been unbelievable. Uh, It's two games all now. Everybody's won on their home court. Golden State escaped yesterday, 126-125. Curry had 32, but what a blunder. He called timeout when they had no timeouts. He was trapped in the backcourt. He didn't want to turn the ball over. I get that. Take the eight-second half-court call and just give the ball back to the Kings because you're going to get a technical foul. You're going to give up a free throw. That's what happened. And if Harrison Barnes hits the wide-open three-pointer at the end of that game, we are talking a lot more about Steph Curry and the timeout. But he missed it. The Warriors hang on. Draymond Green, I got to be fair here. He didn't start. It felt like Steve Kerr was sending a message to Draymond Green because Draymond Green always starts. But game two, he stepped on Sabonis. Game three, he was suspended for that. And I think Steve Kerr was saying, you're going to start, you're coming off the bench for this game. I know you're a starter. I know you've started X number of games in a row that you've played. You are our point forward. You are our defensive stopper. You set the table for Curry and Thompson and and Wiggins and these guys. But we're going to sit you to start this game. I think it was a message. And I think Draymond Green, to his credit, took it well. He said in the postgame, look, I I know that my role is a starter. I understand that. And I also understand this is a playoffs and it's about winning. We won the game, and that's all that matters to me. He said all the right things. And by the way, he played very well in the fourth quarter. He scored, he passed well, he defended well, he guarded the point guard for uh, Sacramento, De'Aaron Fox, a lot. He uh, was one of the guys that made Fox give up the ball on that last possession. Fox made the right move. Harrison Barnes was open for a three. And again, if it goes, we're talking about Sacramento having a 3-1 lead, and we're talking about Steph Curry calling a timeout that the Warriors did not have. But it didn't go in. So now it's two games apiece. We go back to Sacramento where they'll try to light the beam again. De'Aaron Fox has been unbelievable. 38 points, nine rebounds yesterday. Um, I mean, Curry still Curry. The Warriors, Sacramento's the better team. I will say that. Sacramento's the better team. And keep this in mind, Golden State won 11 road games this year. 11. They do not play well on the road. So, again, the two series that are fun to watch, Memphis Lakers, which I'll watch tonight, and Kings Warriors. Kings Warriors has been gloriously fun. A lot of points, a lot of action, great individual performances by Fox, Malik Monk, Steph Curry, Andrew Wiggins, Sabonis at times, although he struggled in game uh, four. It's been fun. And the Knicks beat Cleveland. Knicks beat Cleveland twice this weekend. Madison Square Garden's rocking. Got to say that. Madison Square Garden is rocking for basketball like it hasn't in 10 years. Maybe longer. It was 2013 
the last time the Knicks had a two-game lead in a series. They're now up 3-1 over my Cleveland Cavaliers. Donovan Mitchell was not good yesterday. Cleveland scored 79 points on Friday. 79. 99-79, the Knicks won that game. And then yesterday, 102-93, New York. And Donovan Mitchell was 5 of 18 from the field. He had 11 points. It is by far his worst playoff performance, whether with Cleveland or the Jazz. Jalen Brunson has been great. Mark Cuban of Dallas says he still can't believe he let him get out of Dallas. He had 21 on Friday, 29 on Sunday. And the Knicks are one win away from taking on the winner of Milwaukee-Miami in the uh, conference semifinals. Your New York Knicks. Tracy Morgan was there. Uh, Pete Davidson. Spike Lee, of course. Now, Spike Lee, he should get to sit anywhere he wants because he's there in the bad times, which have been forever. So when there are good times, let him sit where he wants. But the celebrities were out in Madison Square Garden yesterday. My man Buzz Texter says, no breaks, just like old goat radio football coverage. Yep, that's right. Why have a break? I can talk about movies. I can talk about my wedding anniversary. I got a lot on a lot I can talk about here. All right, this uh, just came out about an hour ago. Kentucky men's basketball, Louisville women's basketball, will be playing this summer, not against each other, but they're going to be playing in what's called the Global Jam in Toronto, spelled G-L-O-B-L. They're missing a letter there. Global. Without the second, without the A, uh, I I think it's an acronym. I think it stands for something. But anyway, it's under twenty three. Uh, there are four teams at four men's teams, four women's teams, and the men's teams. I think Germany has a team, Canada has a team, and Africa has a team. Uh, and then UK, UK men's basketball. You get you're going to get four games. Uh, Louisville women's basketball will compete as well. Again, there's a Canadian team, there's an African team, and there's another team It's not Germany. I can't remember who it is. They'll get four games. These games are July 12th through the 16th in Toronto. They can carpool, right? Get on the big bus, Louisville women, go through Lexington, pick up the Cats, the men's team, and head on up to Toronto. But this is great, I think, for John Calipari's team. This is great for Jeff Walls' team. Walls is going to have a whole lot of new characters on his team. It's going to be a, a new mix of uh, players with the portal and uh, women leaving, women coming. And uh, gonna, it's, it's, it's always good when you've got newer players that haven't been playing together to get these midsummer. I don't know what to call them, jamborees, midsummer, they're not tournaments, um, exhibition games, That's because that's what they are. Uh, remember, Kentucky was in the Bahamas last year. Now they're going to play uh, up in Canada, Toronto, the Global Jam. I would love to go to this thing, not only for Kentucky men, but for Louisville women, and uh, watch all these games. But that was just announced about an hour, hour and a half ago, July 12th, through the 16th in Toronto. UK men's basketball, 
UofL women's basketball, part of the global jam. All right, baseball. I've been asking the question off the air to my man, Ed Peak. By the way, the uh, M&M Cartridge Hotline is still open. Uh, last chance here, 502-384-1450. Last chance on the Thornton's text line as well, 502-414-1450. Should David Bell be fired by the Reds? I think it's time. I like David Bell. I liked Buddy Bell. I probably, if I'd been old enough, would have liked Gus Bell. But David Bell's not being heard in the locker room anymore, and it seems obvious. The Reds have lost six straight. They're 7-15, and 15, last in the National League Central Division. Their last six games, here's the run totals for the Reds. 0, 0, 3, 2, 1, 0. They just got swept by the Pirates. Pittsburgh is 16-7 and seven and in first place. And before you get excited, Pirate fans, and your six-game winning streak, three were against the Reds. Three were against the last place Colorado Rockies. Take it easy. Take it easy. You've played seven games against Cincinnati this year. You're five and two against the Reds. All right? You're three and zero oh against Colorado. Take take a breath. I like this Pittsburgh team. The pitching has been good. It's a shame that their star. Six-foot-six shortstop O'Neal Cruz fractured his ankle. Uh, but Brian Hayes, Brian Reynolds, uh, a, a kid named Sawinski, who I think is great, plays right field. They've hit the ball. They've scored enough to win. The bullpen has been outstanding. And if you're a Pirate fan, like my man Buck from Iroquois Park, you're celebrating right now. You should be. You're in first place ahead of Milwaukee, ahead of the Cubs, ahead of St. Louis. Let me remind you that it's April. It's April. I don't even know who the Pirates play tonight. Do the Pirates play tonight? Let's check. This is live radio. No, the Pirates got a night off. They don't want a night off. When you're hot, you don't want a night off. But uh, the Pirates have a night off. The Reds, meanwhile... Do not have a night off. They're back home against the Texas Rangers. Dare I say the first place Texas Rangers? I'm not sure that's accurate. But, uh, you know, research is optional on this show, as I always say. Yeah, the first place Texas Rangers. They're 14-7. and seven. They come to Great American Ballpark tonight. Nathan Evaldi, former Red Sox, will pitch for Texas. He's 2-2 two and two with a 540 ERA. Nick Lodolo, he's been a bright spot. Two and one for the Reds with a 498 earn run average. That's a 640 game on Bally Sports Ohio. Uh, but the, the Pirates took swept the four-game series from the Reds this weekend. Other sweeps, Tampa Bay swept the White Sox in three games. They had a walk-off three-run homer on Friday night to win 8-7. Uh, extra inning win on Saturday. Tampa Bay is now 19-3. and Now, the White Sox are not good. They've only got seven wins on the season. In fact, that American League Central. <laughs> Twins lead the division at 12-10. and 10. The, in, the Guardians, not the Indians, the Guardians are 11-11. The Tigers have seven wins. The White Sox have seven wins. And the Kansas City Royals have five wins. This may well go down as the worst division in baseball history. 
because there's a legitimate chance with the new schedule where you don't play everybody in your division 19 times, you play other teams more, fewer games within your division, there is a legitimate chance that the winner of the American League Central will have a losing record this season. Because none of these teams are are turning the turning the dial up. They're not making the needle jump. The Twins and Guardians are going to fight to see which of them survives. And it would not surprise me to see a team with 77 wins and 85 losses win the American League Central. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, Baltimore swept Detroit. Detroit, again, one of those terrible AL Central teams. But the Orioles are 14-7. and seven. Most years you'd be going, you'd be jumping up and down, but they're still four and a half games behind the nineteen and three Tampa Bay Rays. Houston swept Atlanta in Atlanta this weekend. Um, this is a possible World Series preview, and it was all late inning stuff. So Atlanta's bullpen was awful this weekend. Houston won six four six three five two. Sounds like a tennis score. Um, and the Astros, they reminded us they're still the Astros. Jordan Alvarez had a couple of big hits. Uh, Bregman's good. Pitching is still outstanding for Houston. And they sweep Atlanta in Atlanta. My Cubs, by the way, lost three out of four to the Dodgers. It was only a matter of time. Um, the Cubs were 11-6. and six. I was crowing a little bit. They're now 12-9, third place in the National League Central behind Pittsburgh and Milwaukee. They do need a day off, which they get today. That's good to see. My Cubs needed a day off. Um, But they're still playing well. Dodgers lead the West, but, uh, well, actually, they're tied with the Diamondbacks in the National League West. The Braves are still a half game ahead of the Mets in the National League East. The Mets lost to San Francisco last night. Uh, in the Sunday night baseball game, 5-4. to four. And uh, American League West, I mentioned the Rangers are still two and a half games ahead of the Astros. The Astros are still going to be the team to beat. But I do like this Texas team. they got good starting pitching. They've got adequate relief. And uh, once they get uh, Corey Seager back, it's going to be a team to watch here. Marcus Simeon at the top of the lineups has been great. Uh, they hit a lot of, uh, a lot of home runs. And they're fun to watch. And they're in Cincinnati tonight. I tried to get my man Tony Burke to go tonight, but he's busy. He's a big Rangers fan. You don't find that. Southeastern Conference announced today that they may take a future home game away from a team whose fans storm the field in football. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Beers on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Act.